what up what up what up what's up bro nothing much man how's it going good how you doing sir i am great today i am great <laughs> oh yeah yeah bro i don't know man it's uh <laughs> just a day it's just a day man actually right. i don't want to say the last two days have been very informational oh sweet man yeah i know you gave me a call this morning you tell me a little bit about that yeah, man. Um, so I mean, just to dive into it, there was a there's a life coach at work today. Um, and I kid you not, man, in that meeting room for four hours, bro, like a two hour session each session, man. Uh, and dang. he was talking. He hit on a couple points, man. And yeah, I don't know. It some of it resonated with me, and then some of it made me angry because yeah. I kind of knew the answer already to what he was saying and i'm like well why haven't i just been doing it right i don't i don't know like some of the things so we'll we'll unpack some of that today (laughs) because man i've it's almost like i was been like it's mind blown today you know or the last two days yeah yeah and i mean from what you told me a little bit about um what you guys talked or what you heard We've talked about it on the podcast before, and it's kind of how you were like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. Let's talk about it. So yeah, I'm like, definitely. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, most definitely, dude. And uh, and some of the things like we'll hit on uh, that he had talked about was like anxiety and stress uh, with like the ones things that stood out to me in, in, in a way. But then he went into like a beliefs and values uh, and the things that you hope close and dear uh, to your heart. So, man, that's those those are the topics that we're going to talk about today. And hopefully they they resonate. And if I say something or if this if I regurgitate something uh-huh. that he had said uh, and if you guys do it at home, uh, you know, implement this for your own life and. Maybe this is a, a good life lesson, life coach, uh, coaching session uh, that we have coming up. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. And I think this is an important topic to talk about just from the little just that you gave me because, you know, we're kicking off the year, right? And we got to get our, our we got to get our mental right, you know, to 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 tackle on this year for for the goals that we have. So let's get it. Oh, most definitely. Well, welcome to the number one podcast in the world, baby. My name is Skylar. Yes, sir. My name is Gabe. Let's get it. And this is the King's Initiative. And again, this is what we talk about. We're going to bring it to you again and again and again and again. And then when you when you don't think that we're not going to talk about it, we're going to give it to you again. So, man, yeah. uh, we're just going to dive into it, man. So right off the top, man, you know, the first thing that, that stood up to me, he said, the problem is never the problem. He said, the problem mm-hmm. is that sh- how you deal with that said problem. Okay. What are your thoughts on that? Man, so the problem is never the problem. The problem is never the problem. Yes. The problem is never the problem. The problem is how you deal with that problem. Man, I mean, from what I I think I'd let you answer this one because you had a good example on on what it meant as as a man. If we if we go into this as a as a gender perspective and you had a really good you had a really good example. Yeah. I mean. The first thing that that pops into my head when when he told me that, I was like, 
No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> that's, <laughs> exactly. Ex- that's exactly what I mean. I've done. It sounds yeah, very yeah. Okay. Like and and it was it was in my head, and I'm like, okay, so I have a problem, and I know that this problem is impeding me from doing more things in life or whatever the obstacle is. Yeah. I need to fix the problem and then go on about my life. And right. then, you know, simple example, man, uh, it, it's just with finances. You know, uh, we talk about finances and I know that me and my sister, we we always bring it up. And yeah. we're like, well, what about this? Well, okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. What are we making? What's going out? What are our expenses? How do we get by? You know? Yeah. And I solved the problem. And yeah. sometimes my sister comes up to me she's like, okay. <laughs> and and it's probably not the answer that she really wanted. You right. know what I mean? It was more right. probably more on a, an emotional level. And that's mm. the differences between, you know, just men and women in general. We like we we think differently. I was more on the analytical side than versus probably emotional. On a, yeah, versus the emotional side. But mm. he said something and I'm all like, oh, doesn't that make sense to me? Like the the problem is the problem, but obviously the problem is how you deal with it as well. Like, yeah, isn't that what we call a formula? <laughs> it's in math, bro. Like yeah. a squared plus b squared equals c squared. You know it. Yeah, yeah, for so, sure. I don't know, man. I was I was mind blown on the on the first on the first point that he had today. Uh, so yeah, man, that was the first thing out of his mouth. Yeah, dude. I mean. There's two different types of people as I see it. Those that deal with problems on emotion and those that deal with problems on logic. And I think that's the two-sided brain kind of thing. And I think I do, me personally, more on the logical side of things. And I mean, I would say most guys do. They they really tackle things on um, with more logical sense than emotional sense. And I mean, what is that? What is that saying? Don't go to the grocery store hungry. It's kind of the same thing. Don't go making a decision high off emotion, and because um, you might make the wrong decision. So, no, I get you. I get you. And this guy had bullets for everything, man. Like he was coming at like every which way possible, uh, and made made sure that he covered all his edges. And so, he he literally said that. You know, humans are not driven by logic, and I'm like, um, nah, I don't know about that. I'm, I feel like I'm driven by logic. He's like, even yourself or even your family member that's that you think is the most logical, we're still driven by irrationality. Explain, explain, <laughs> because well, excuse me, sir. <laughs> exactly, and I'm like, he's like, we're so irrational creatures that we don't know how to be illogical. And that was, and he said, the uh, meaning of life is based on me. Whether we decide the meaning, whether it's you know the passion in life, or uh, to change humanity, or fulfillment in helping others. Like we yeah. still have a meaning of life that's driven by irrationality. Yeah, I mean, I would understand some of it, but not all of it. I mean, this is the part of where I'm like, I don't. I think need to have we... a word with this guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I can understand it. There's, I mean, how many people on this planet? But at the same time there has to be a point where logic kicks in because 
of how are you going to make a good decision based off irrationality every single time? I mean, a good decision comes off logical thinking. Two plus two equals four. We got to make logical decisions here for the better of whatever it could be. And I'm I'm glad that you said that too, um, because he he was saying along the lines of decision making, um, and that the choices that we make are based off of our emotion about ninety eight percent of the time. And so like we don't make choices mm. off of being rational. You know, it's all about right. being irrational. Um, and let me let me let me search these notes because I, I know I had it in here real quick. Um, but basically he says the choices I make determine who I am and one de- decision away from changing my life. And mm. I'm like, okay, so so you say something like that, and he says you either want clarity through fulfillment or success. Okay. And I'm like, okay. But is it not one and the same? Well, it's fulfilled if you're successful or he said he said that success is determined by your own de- definition of success. Right, because it's subjective. So Right. Right. And but so was, go ahead. No, 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 because he said that the differences between the two is you're acting out of desperation versus inspiration. Huh. Success is acting out of desperation? Possibly. I don't know. Uh well, I mean I'm if success if is subjective, um, I mean, we could all say we're successful right now. I mean, we said we were we had a successful year of of a King's Initiative first year of podcasting. Did we monetize the podcast? I don't know. Did we gain a lot of followers and listeners? Yes, but that uh, defining our success for the year for that goal. I mean, that is so. I mean, it just it just depends on how you look at it. It's very. It's always a it depends <laughs> kind of question. And and I think that's what that's what frustrates me just a little bit is because there's so much gray area in this world that yeah. I'm such a a mathematical thinker. And I know that yeah. two plus two is always four. And yeah. I and I know for a fact that if I add two to two, <laughs> I'm always gonna get four. No and matter how you do it. <laughs> no matter how you do it. You could do it one 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 one. Yeah. Or you could do it two two. Three one. Hey, yeah. you could do six minus two and you still <laughs> get four. <laughs> you know, yeah. there's five I mean, minus one. There's yep, there you go. <laughs> I go all day. Man. <laughs> hey, the only one that I haven't made sense of is is, is nine, nine plus ten. Nine plus ten. <laughs> I knew what you were gonna say. Twenty one. Twenty one. LeBron James. Stupid. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, man. And he he goes on this this whole spiel. And like I said, I was in there for about four hours, dude. Yeah, and, yeah. You know he's hitting he's hitting every aspect of life, dude. He's he's in there for, uh, for decisions and beliefs, values, telling us that we act on irrationality most of the time, uh, giving us uh, statistics on Harvard. Um, I think today, uh, yeah, on the second session, and I'll give you the statistic real quick. He said there was a happiness study at Harvard over a seventy-five years with thirteen generations. He said the most important thing 
in life. He's like, it's not uh, materialistic things. It's not success, but it's one thing. It's it's relationships. And I'm all like, okay, but what if somebody yeah. doesn't really like relationships? What if yeah. they truly like being alone? And this brother says, well, they like their own company. They still want relationship. And I'm all like, how rational is that? <laughs> like, I don't understand that aspect of it. So yeah. you're saying that I am so narcissistic that I love to be alone because I like my own company. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. I I don't either. But I could see in a way where relationships are the most important thing if that's what you, if that's what you revolve your time around. But I don't I don't know. Learning to love yourself first before even just a friend like a, a relationship whether whatever it's platonic or not you have to love yourself first no matter what and so i don't know that that one's tricky to me i don't i don't know if i agree with it but he, he had one a lot of one-liners like just put it out there like i could yeah. i could i could go down my list of notes uh and i could give you so many one-liners uh he says the two the two ways of making decisions. There's amateur decisions and there's pro decisions, professional decisions. He said the amateur decision is based on how I feel, and the pro decisions is based on values. Then he just contradicted himself on the irrationality. What like <laughs> how are humans irrational if there's pro decision makers and 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 amateur? Yeah, but I mean, I I get it. Yes, there there is, but at the same time, I don't. Yeah. Go so, ahead. so I'm in, I'm in this I'm in this setting, dude, and I'm really trying to understand or take it all in, um, mm -hmm. to really just try to understand myself for one. Like, okay, life coach, you know, maybe maybe I can get something out of it. And at the same time, I felt myself, like I said, I'm getting frustrated sometimes. I'm like, why didn't I just think of that on my own? I'm like, I have right. actually thought of it. I just never really try to apply it. And mm -hmm. why am I really angry? Is it because he told me of the things that I was already doing wrong or something like revelation pop in my head? Or is it that I wanted to be like him and telling the people about yeah. the information something like this podcast you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. almost almost living in envy in that moment yeah yeah and, and that's the reason why I, I wanted to bring it to you because this is like this is like everyday talk and i wanted to make sure that everybody knew like our our raw uncut emotional unemotional yeah. logical way of thinking and this is what we go through on a daily basis you know yeah, we do dive deep in, in conversation and we really evaluate our even just everyday problems and kind of really dissect what happened and really get to the nose of, of the problem or or the root of the problem. And so, yeah, no, I agree. And I'm, I'm glad you, you brought it to me because, I mean, some of the stuff that you've already told me that he said, we definitely talked. And it could be one one or two things that you're feeling, you're feeling like, Hey, I could maybe do a better job than you, or two. Damn, this is where what I'm sh I should be doing. I should be doing more of this. Be influencing people to know 
how to take care of themselves. And essentially that's what he was there for, right? To to kind of teach y'all how to navigate anxiety and stress or I mean Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um basically to give us a formula to happiness. <laughs> His words. <laughs> formula. So that's mathematical talk he, he gives a, a, lot a, a formula to happiness. He gave us a blueprint. And the blueprint says and and I want I want to make this apparently clear. I know it sounds like I'm condescending right now, <laughs> and I'm I might be just a little bit, but on the real, like somebody might need this, so I I'll yeah, give it ahead. I give go it ahead. to you on how I understood it, and that's all I'm doing. Okay. I'm regurgitating information. Uh, so ahead. he says the happiness and blueprint. He says the expectations of how things should be versus the reality, and this is talking about just happiness in general. And he yeah. goes on for an example. You go on a you go on a beach, uh, and you have this expectation of the beach, you know. But in reality, you have this expectation of 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 a very sunny day. Mm-hmm. But in re or your expectation is a for a sunny day, and in reality, it's a cloudy day. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like it's gonna be so much fun. We're gonna have so much fun. But then the reality never met that expectation of a sunny day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he he goes on to, com- he said it's a comparison from expectation versus reality, but it's a, it's a paradox. He's all like, it's not good to compare, but we end up doing it anyways, across the board on every avenue, every aspect of something. And he goes on to say, he's like, you ever had, you know, some juice, orange juice. Oh yeah, try this orange juice. <laughs> yeah, okay. Take the orange juice. How do you like it? Oh yeah, it's good. Compared to what? And I'm all like, <laughs> oh, obviously you're gonna do that. Like, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense. It makes Compared sense. But uh, yeah, okay. And he's saying it's just a, a roundabout. And and like I said, I'm not making fun of this guy. Like he's he has yeah. degrees in anthropology. He had a degree in psychology, and he's hired by this company, uh, my company that I work for, uh, to come in and life coach. So I mean, mm-hmm. kudos to him. Not bashing him. I'm just like I said, I'm regurgitating what he says. And then he, he goes on to say, he's like, sometimes we got to manage our expectations. He says you got to trade them for appreciations. I'm I like, agree with that. Okay. Yeah. So you started off with the obvious, brother, and then you mm-hmm. bring it down to, okay, you know what I mean? And that was yeah. the whole day. He was giving me one-liners of, duh, and then you you turn it around and you're like, oh, okay, all right, that makes sense. So I wanted to hate him and love him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So no, say, just, say, that, just a different say that day. again. Say that one more time. So in order for you to like manage your expectations, uh, you have to trade them in for appreciations. Nice. Appreciation. And what were you trying to do the whole month of December? Oh, just appreciate stuff, man. Yeah, be <laughs> grateful, man. And so, yeah. like I said, I wanted to hate the brother at the same time. Like, it, it was good. And, and maybe it was because, you know, he the brother had like an accent and it made me like more <laughs> yeah. like... I was like intrigued, but at the same time, he's like, like, I'm like, why are you talking like that? He's like, you want a bottle of water? A bottle of water, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, but how about this statistic? And this is and it goes along the lines of happiness, dude. And okay. it says the breakdown of happiness. And it's a study. Half of your happiness comes from where? Where would you say? For me, it would be myself. Yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did <Sorry>. I get that? <laughs> Can I get my degree now? Oh man. Okay. So <laughs> so crazy enough. And we got we got less than a minute left, so we'll we'll uh, we'll cut right here. Um but when we come back, I'll let you know. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> this is King's Initiative. We'll be right back. We eat. Only one rule, baby. Lion's hungry. Hey, I want to talk about that currency, though. That's what has me chipped up, because I did some research on it. Okay. But I think you can. I think you can leave it now, and then redo it. Okay. And we are back after our 30-second commercial. Yep. You haven't tried Bluetooth. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Alrighty. Um, no, back into it, man. Um, I was trying to break down the happiness of uh or breakdown of happiness, and it was a study. And I asked you the question: How much of happiness is considered half of your happiness? What what is half of your happiness? And you said. Your answer, myself. myself. <laughs> um, no, no, uh, but yes, kind of. So he said that fifty percent of your happiness is genetic. Ah, uh, what do you think of that? that like truly, <clears throat> truly, like dive deep into it, man. Like, what do you think of happiness? And when he says genetic, what what do you what do you go to? Like, where does your thoughts lead? So I just want to clarify. He's saying that 50% of your happiness is based on genetics, meaning the genes that you're born with, your chromosomes and stuff. That's how I understood it. Yeah. I, that's that's a tough one because... To he me, said it was a study. It was a study. Okay. To me, that's telling me that um, it almost like being born into a family of like so with a silver spoon. <laughs> like <laughs> you just got the crap shoot and you can't be happy because of your genetics. I mean, that's I don't Bro. know because of depression and like is that genetic? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a psychologist. I I didn't study anthropology. So what he says, I only have to take with a grain of salt because that literally is what he said. He's like, when people talk, I take it with a grain of salt. So I'm going to take his yeah. words with a grain of salt and just say for conversation's sake that maybe it is true. Now, let me tell you my opinion on when, when I thought about genetic. So I immediately went to the minority side. I went to a place of poverty. I went to a place to where 
starting off, people are at a disadvantage. Why? Because of their environment. Yeah. And because of their environment, that happens to be a genetic trait because we all evolve from place to place. We we migrate. We We adapt to our environment. Tell me why I immediately thought that the system is designed to be rigged when they say something like this. Mm. That's 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 immediately where I went to. I'm yeah. like, okay, you you want to play a genetic game, minority. Yeah. Now I'm a little upset. Now yeah. I want to go find this study. Now yeah. I want to go research this stuff. Now you've made it a point to bring something up in my life that I have to understand. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does because it almost like it almost want, wants to put you in a box of like you, I think you said or like uh, the product of your environment. But I just kind of researched real quick and it says thirty to forty percent of the differences in happiness between people is accounted for by genetic differences between people. Which, so. Okay, so what does that <laughs> mean then? Oh, damn. I do not like that this is actually a study because it is. And and take take the internet with a grain of salt. You can't, you yeah. can't trust anybody with what they say from what he just said. You know. So, so 50% of people's happiness is determined by their genes. 10% depends on their circumstances and 40% on intentionality activity. Okay. He says right here, 45% are the decisions I make uh, are the biggest factor. Uh, and 5% is from materialistic things. So that's why, and I think that's what he was really trying to get at was the materialistic aspect of it. He's like, the reason why somebody can have $50 million as opposed to $50,000 and still be very much, I don't want to do life anymore kind of type thing, deal with stress, deal with anxiety, and basically feel a, a unhappiness in that moment. And he has M's in the bank, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, that's, that's where he was going with that. But I, I wanted to tune in just a little bit on the genetic side and, and it it really made me think, man. I I know you've seen that video where they have that. There are a bunch of kids, there are a bunch of teenagers, and they're out on the field, uh, and they were running a race. And this guy's asking questions, and he goes, "Well, how many of you, um, had two parents in the home?" And they took a step forward. He's like, "Take a step forward if it's true." How many mm-hmm. of you had two parents in the home? How many of them are still together? Um, how many of you had your first car at sixteen? How many of you? had X, had Y, had whatever, whatever. And the people that were in the back were the minorities. And then he says, okay, now this is what's going to happen. He's like, I'm going to be down here 100 yards away, and you guys are going to have the advantage. And I want you to run to me, and the first person that run to me gets this $100. And what what happens? Usually the, yeah. the people in the front <clears throat> were... The, the closest to it, so they, they generally won because he did, like, multiple races. But then there were sometimes the people in the back, the kids in the back, these minorities, tried a little bit harder. 
And they were so focused on on being so far and so far let back that it drove them to do better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And or even to just try harder. Yeah. So that that's that was the first thing that, that popped in my head. And I went down a rabbit hole. I kind of tuned him out for a little bit and I started thinking. I'm like, dang, like how much have I been set up for success? Yeah. You know, as in comparison to others. Cause I know that sometimes I I had a pedestal and then sometimes I didn't, you know, just depending on what avenue I was taking at the time. So yeah, yeah man, it was uh it was, a, it was a topic for me. You know, it kind of struck a chord with me. <clears throat> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, based off your example, my, minorities already have a leg down. We have our hands tied behind our back. We have just because of our circumstances and the product of our environment, whether it may be financial, mentality, whatever, whatever your situation is, because sometimes the things that need to be made a priority are not made a priority because you're trying to figure out how to put food on the table or that that or to keep the lights on and so you put what could actually make you successful on the back burner or you put your dreams on hold because you see you're you're a product of your environment and and you know what tupac actually said it I actually just watched this movie. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. It's um, it's about the uh, love we all. What is it called? The hate that you give. The hate that you give. Yes. Yeah, Have you seen it? It it's thug life. That's what, that's what it is. It's the hate that you give. And yes, the hate I know. that you get. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because I yeah I know. yeah. Yeah, I will actually I didn't I didn't uh I just watched the movie. I uh I uh I read the book as well and I did a Ooh. presentation. I I did a presentation over but Ooh. I like I said I t- <laughs> I left that <laughs> in last semester and basically Tupac says hey you give little infants fucks everybody meaning that allowing our children to be subject to violence and it pretty much meaning they're because of the of who they are of their environment well here it is allowing our children to be subject to violence and hatred only intensifies the cycle making it harder to break so uh meaning these people these kids are already doomed from from the start just because they were born where they were born or uh, who they're what family they were born into and i mean he he you've seen the movie right yeah 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 many times many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it it made a lot of sense to me on on what you're saying right now because I mean do do they know any better or I mean if they're a product of their environment how the, how unless someone says hey let's let's get out of this situation um or 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 you or you're born with the, with the happiness gene um on accident <laughs> which, which I actually did a little bit of research just now, and they and they gave an example, and I kind of want to read it here. Um, research indicates that we can inherit uh, many traits, including optimism, self-esteem, and happiness, 
So by that logic, yes, there are genes that make you that may predispose you to a happier disposition. For example, a 2011 study found promising evidence that people with a certain form of the gene called 5-HTTLPR reported higher life satisfaction. So I'm about to go check and see if I have that little gene. <laughs> and a landmark 2016 study that formally linked happiness to genetics involved the DNA of nearly 300,000 people. The research pinpointed three specific genetic variants associated with well-being, but they also found that genetic variations weren't the only factor and interplay of genetics and environment also contributed to happiness. So mm. product of the environment. Okay. Okay. And, and that's twofold. You hit on two, two really good topics. Um, one just on happiness, but also how, how you, how you go about life and what, what your capabilities are. Um, and being a product of who you, who you, who you're surrounded by. And the first one that, that comes to mind, he says, happiness happens when you stop searching for happiness. And that to me, it it struck a chord again. But yeah, wow. It, it was almost like I, I already, I already kind of know that, you know, because they they say, you know, when you're looking for when you're not looking for something, that's when it happens. That's when it finds you. Yeah. So when you're <clears throat> not looking for happiness, happiness happens when you stop searching for happiness. And so that's very deep. It <clears throat> is deep. But how yeah. do we do that as humans? How do we how do we not search for happiness? Because we all want to be happy, right? Like yeah. like in what in what ways, what capacity do we do we do that? How applicable do we do that? Yeah. And you when happiness I mean? is subjective, how do you know when you're not looking for happiness? Because I go to the gym because it makes me happy. But am I searching for the happiness? I go to I go hang out with my friends because it makes me happy. But so how do we stop searching for it where it'll come? Do I stop going to the gym? Do I stop hanging out with my friends? <laughs> like <laughs> wait for it. Wait for it. He then goes on to say, he says, Your brain is not designed to make you happy. It's designed to help you survive. Okay. So in that instance. Are we supposed to be happy or are we supposed to survive? Because to me, the formula of happiness and the blueprint is the expect <clears throat> is the expectations of how things should be versus reality. Yeah, which it makes sense that 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 line that you just said that our brains were made weren't made to say it again. Your brain is not designed to make you happy. It's designed to help you survive. Yeah. He goes on to say happiness happens when you stop searching for happiness. But then yet he goes on to say formula for a blueprint of happiness is the expectations of how things should be versus reality and the comparison between the two. And it's a paradox. So that's that's why it, it resonates with me, man. It was like, you said one thing. Now you said another. Now I'm reevaluating it. Now you're contradicting yourself. And yeah. the biggest contradiction that I also want to bring up, he said the biggest currency, he said the biggest currency 
instead of time is in contrary to attention. He said the biggest currency right now is attention over time. Yeah. And when he told me that, that messed me up because I was like, <laughs> I've it's been drilled that time is the biggest currency because we don't have a lot of time. In retrospect, we don't. And so I had to look at it from a different perspective. And I was like, okay, what is what do most people seek nowadays in this social media world? And so I went and looked it up. Is attention the biggest currency? Is it no longer time? And I found out that, yes, in a corporate world, of social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, attention is the biggest currency. Really? Yes. Would you like me to elaborate? <laughs> I'm still uh, honestly, I'm still trying to understand it because I could I could argue it the other way too. I want your time. Yeah. Now give me your attention. So But in order for you to give me your attention, I need your time. Yeah. No, exactly. And that's exactly what I thought until I read this article. So let me let me read this to you and you tell me what you think after it. And I might stop stop I might not be on TikTok after this. <laughs> but so have you ever wondered why YouTube does not bill you for the consuming their content? Or perhaps Facebook for using their technology to maintain a virtual life? But have you always heard that there ain't no such thing as free a free lunch. So what are you really paying for such consumption? It's your attention that you pay. Your attention is being exploited for generation, generating billions of dollars in revenue for tech giants like Facebook and Google. And all this is happening in the attention economy, a concept that not many people are familiar with. The global economy is experiencing a transition from an industrial economy to an, atten an attention economy. In this era of endless flow of information available at your fingertips, information-based careers are emerging. Although sometimes this new state is giving the name information economy, a more appropriate term would be attention economy because economics is the study of how a society uses its scarce resource resources. Information is not scarce, especially on the net attention, especially on the net attention is. Psychologists, economic, or the guys who came up with this term, attention economy, um, Nobel Herbert A. Simon, um, he coined the term attention economy. He said that a wealth of information creates a poverty of attention. When you scroll through your mobile screen, you are flooded with loads of information, and it is humanly impossible for you to pay attention to the, all that information. Your attention is not abundant. It is scare. It's a scarce resource, just like money. No, no matter how brilliant a how brilliant a multitasking person you are, you can't be focusing on so many things at a time while paying attention to one thing. We ignore others. In the traditional economy, there is inequality of wealth among individuals. Likewise, in the in the attention economy, there is inequality of attention. For instance, Cristiano Ronaldo has 278 million followers, 
on Instagram, which is more than the population of all but three of the 10 most populous countries in the world. People are desperate to get attention as it is the fundamental human desire. Also, money follows attention, but the reverse is not always true. The more attention you get, the more inner inner peace you feel. And if you are thinking of making some money out of it, you got it. The the statistics of likes, comments, shares, and subscribers are crucial like anything for attention shoppers. So that is kind of the gist of what that article said. And I was like, damn. Okay, so... What did when you read that? What were your thoughts when I read this line right here? It hey got me. Money follows attention, but the reverse is not always true. The more attention you get, the more inner peace you feel. And if you are thinking of making some money out of it, you got it. The more attention you get, the more inner peace you feel. (laughs) How many people log on to Facebook, Instagram, and are craving that like, are craving that validation from a comment? They even have where you can like your stories now. And when I see those likes, I'm like, oh, cool. Like they... Like, I've caught myself like, oh, cool. I got like six likes on my story. <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty cool. <laughs> you look stunned right now. <laughs> okay, so. So he said, and, I, and I'll regurgitate. So. Go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can Can you still hear me? Um, he goes, attention is currency, and then your fighting for attention is basically your ability to focus. He says, are you present? He said, your brain is always deleting information so it can operate and function. Basically, he, what he's saying that you can only function on a certain amount of capacity of attention. Uh, he says it's continually filtering, and it's called retacular activation he said your brain is actually programmed to notice something and when it does it instantly realizes oh look at there that that's the reason why like when you buy a new car you see your car so many times that's because you've activated that does that make sense yeah yeah then he goes on to say It also distorts information. He says that is actually triggered by insecurities that we consistently project our insecurities onto other people, Mm. making them the problem. Yeah. I I could get along with that train 100%. Okay. And then he goes to say his one liner. He always has a one liner. (laughs) He has his one liner. And he tells us this and he... Very well at speaking, very well at communicating, brother. Because I'm intrigued. I'm I'm in there like one more, dude. So he has me by right here, the ganas, and he goes, "I am the biggest problem in my life, but the best solution." Wow. 
And I'm all like, okay. So basically what he's trying to say in this moment is to reframe the way you think and the decisions that you make are based off of your behaviors. So if you get your behaviors in line, then your decisions usually follow that behavior. Yeah. And these are set by a set of rules. And these rules are not meant to be broken, but these rules are are unconscious. Like we all have a book of rules that we live by. And these rules can also conflict each other, especially in relationships. And he, he went on to say, well, you know, put the toilet seat down. Well, he's like, well, okay, that's a good role. Maybe we should put the toilet seat down. Maybe not bring it up. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, he goes on to say, he's all like, you know, sometimes you, you do something to your spouse and then they don't like that. And then you conflict with your rules. Yeah. He's all like, you could either share or eradicate your rule. He's all like, but do what is necessary not your best. He's like, don't do what's best, but do what's necessary. Hmm. Another way to put it. Yeah, yeah. He's all like, you have to find out your rules. The rules that you live by. And especially if you go into business with somebody or you go into a relationship with somebody to share your rules and make sure that your rules make sense. Relationship yeah. rule that he brought up. <clears throat> Was that, and this is, it was kind of funny, but it was kind of raunchy at the same time. He goes, yeah, it's not, you You don't put out on the first date. And, he's, and I'm all like, did that brother just say something like that? <laughs> In corporate America, he just said Right, that. yeah. And then he goes, well, okay, let's let's unpack that. What, what do you actually mean? She's like, well, I'm just going to make him wait. You know, I don't put it on a first date, but, you know, maybe like, you know, five or six later down the line, you know, maybe. He's like, oh, so you want a couple steak dinners then? And I'm all like, (laughs) (laughs) what is this guy saying? Like in corporate America. Remember that in corporate America. Um, And so. He goes, we all judge based off rules. He's like, you can break your own rules, but the chances are you breaking somebody else increases that much more. He's all Mm. like, she she was going to do the inevitable, but make the rules make sense. She's all like, it would have been a better question or a better rule to say, no, I'm waiting until an establishment has happened. Maybe, Maybe we're married. Maybe, you know, whatever that may be. Yeah. He's like, that would have been a better establishment rule than a six date rule. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean he had he had me going, man. And at the same time, I'm all like, this guy. Like he says certain things great, and then some not so great. You know? Yeah. 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 No, say say that one liner again because so you can uh you can break your own rules but chances are you will break others. No, 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 the other one, the other one. The one right before that. The one right before that. Um, 
Oh, do what is necessary, not your best. In other words, not your best, but do what do. Don't do what's best, but do what's necessary. That's what it was. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. I mean, dude. Yeah. A lot of stuff that he said to you or said, um, makes a lot of sense, and especially that insecurity one where people project their insecurities on others. And I mean, that's fair. Uh, I I know it happens all the time, and um, I've seen it in my own life. Um, and so it and that's a tough one because how do you change that? How do you change that mentality of because um, they're your own insecurities. They're your like Cat Williams said, it's your own self esteem. How do I break <laughs> your steam of yourself? <laughs> you almost made me spill water out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, it's, it's your self esteem. <laughs> it's a steam of your mother mother self. <laughs> He's like, you hurt my self esteem. Oh my god, dude. But but yeah. I mean, like I said, some good good material, some good things to think about, man. Yeah. And he like I said, he th- those were the rules and and we're we're driven by belief system, um, and some some of the values that we have, uh, down to, you know, determining, you know like how we feel in that moment, which is anxiety and depression and, you know, just yeah. stress and, and then, you know, tying it up with like, there's, there's, there's genetics to back it. Like, you know, yeah. you, you control your own brain though, at the same time, like it's, yeah. it's one thing and the other it's, it's, it, and it goes back now that I'm saying it like this, it goes back to uh, anatomy and physiology uh, and the psychology of, that I had taken um, back in when I was trying to do PT, um, they said, is it nature and nurture or is it na- nature versus nurture? And yeah. a lot of the times it's, it, it really is both, you know, you yeah. need both sides. Um, so man, it, 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 I was mind blown today and I, and I immediately called you, man. And I said, yeah. brother, we got to talk about this. And I, I, and I told you on the phone, I said, I have to unpack this for myself so that yeah. I know that I'm just not going to listen to somebody else just because the words sound good. I'm like, yeah. I want to try to understand it for my own self. And yeah. same for you guys. Everything that we say on this podcast, you challenge it. You 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 combat it with your own views. You combat it with your own belief system. And then if you agree, then come together and we agree and we say amen in that sense. But if you don't agree... Yeah. Put it in the comments. Put it in the chats. Come at us. Like we yeah. want that interaction with you guys and we love it every time we do get it. Uh so it's it it was just a journey just today. You know, I've been taking on a roller coaster up and down. And I even heard that he's coming back tomorrow. So I'll even get more information tomorrow. So if there's anything new, we do a part two. Um, yeah. but yeah, yeah, man, it's just been it's been interesting to say the least. Uh, and I, I wanted to share this today with you guys, um, really just to bring clarity, almost like talk it out, you know, cause yeah. I know that if I didn't talk it out, then I would just be by myself or, uh, contemplating it and trying to, trying to really unpack it for myself, which never really happens. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we, we have these conversations all the time and when we do have these conversations on the phone, we're like, Oh well, this would have been useful to t- 
talk about on the podcast because there could be people who are dealing with similar issues that could resonate with what we have to say or with things that we have to unpack, which is a big one, anxiety and depression. That is one of the things that men deal with on a daily basis alone. They deal with depression alone. They deal with things that because they have to keep it to themselves most of the time. I can't remember how many times, you know, I've come home from a long day and I've sat in my car and just had to exhale myself before I went in because I didn't want to carry that baggage in. And I know I've heard many, many times. I mean, I'm talking to those who have kids or, you know, who who don't come home to a house that's kind of empty, but you know, I've had to do that. And so talking about these things and unpacking them and being able to have a platform to do that, um, that's that's what King's Initiative is about. Um, but I wanted I wanted to kind of talk about this real quick before we kind of jump off here. I don't know if you heard uh, 50 Cent. He said that um, minorities don't have, uh, or most minorities don't have the luxury of depression. That is a rich people thing. Because you can't be, I don't know if you saw that. I, I did see that. Um, I only saw a little clip of it. It was only like 10 seconds, but yeah, yeah. go into it. Yeah, yeah. And it makes a lot of sense because um, when I was growing up, I mean, m- my dad is, you know, one of the hardest workers. I never heard him say that he was depressed. I never heard him say that he was sad yada yada he didn't have the luxury to be depressed he didn't have the luxury to be sad and so that's whenever i was trying to go i was going through these situations of you know i'm sad i'm depressed i'm all this his advice was like dude you don't you don't really have you don't like get up like what are you what are you sad about like what is there to be sad about or what is there to be depressed about you got to get up and move on and um and and take care of your business and i was like where does that mentality where does that mindset come from and I think I got a little bit of clarity whenever 50 said that it's because they don't have that luxury. It's not, they can't just sit around and be like, Oh, I don't really want to go to work today. Cause I feel sad. And what do, what do, what does corporate America have now? They have mental health days. They have these kind of things set up to be able to better take care of yourself. Um, but if you're working, uh, one of those essential jobs as they would call them, you don't have a mental health day. They got, overworked overburned in covid 2020 because they were essential workers and they gave them some got uh you know i don't even know compensated for that some didn't and it's just you know this vicious cycle of of inequality that we live that we live in right now so i don't know just wanted to see if you had anything to say about it um i would i would off the top of my head when i when i first saw what 50 had said about anxiety i didn't didn't really know how to think about it you know what i mean because i i only knew that to an extent you know because he was the one out there literally on the streets selling crack selling cocaine selling all this stuff to get by i never had to even think about that type of stuff because i had a little bit more of a luxury than he did now did we come from less money than most people yeah obviously um but in that sense that's the hustle that that's that's the grind that they're really talking about in this in in these rap lyrics that's what they really mean not like you getting up every day you hustling you grinding you do your work no no (laughs) this brother had to fight for food 
Yeah. Like, and yeah. it makes you a different type of person, man. And, it really does, yeah. And we, we say this uh, on, on the podcast. We've been saying it, you know, lion's hungry, he eats. Yeah. And there's going to be one lion that's hungrier than you are. Yeah. You know? And sometimes you might get gobbled up, too, along with the meal. Yep, yep. And and that's why this that's why I I keep saying it's a dog eat dog world, but you got to keep your head on the swivel. But we also got, and that's what we're trying to preach love and compassion because it can ha- it can happen for us, um even in a in a in a toxic masculine world that we that we live in. Because <laughs> wow. I saw I saw it when we went when I went to Texas live, man. Everybody was on their everybody had their how many. How many how many men did you pass that just had this don't mess with me attitude? Yeah, dude. They all looked at me and they're like, I'll fight you right now. And I'm like, dude, we gang banging over bacon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get, I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, dude. I I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> we're not we're not the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're Dallas Cowboys. We uh, we get together. <laughs> like, I promise you, I won't back down from a scrap. But I'm just trying to go to the bathroom, yeah. and I'm I'm a little tipsy, so I'm trying to have fun. But yeah, it was just, it's just crazy that men just like they size they size everybody up. At least that's what was. Ha- I was like, all right, I could I could take you. I, oh, I could t- like calm down, dude. Like it, it don't always got to be, but it is in some some environments it oh it, you always got to be on your toes and it's like it's crazy so yeah but no man i i want to wrap it up right there it's 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 crazy where we live in and i'm glad that we're able to come here and and talk about these things so kudos yeah man um so yeah that's 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 the way we do it man this is king's initiative my name is skylar and my name is gay man i can't wait to hear what you got to say more about this guy <laughs> <laughs> Peace and love. Peace and love, y'all. Catch you on the next episode. Flip the script. Yes, sir. Flip the script. And there's only one rule, baby. When the lion's hungry, eat. Say the right words. Get your ass in the gym.